guys. Welcome to All Things Taboo with Karen Taylor. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't listened before, this might be quite an intense topic to listen to for your first podcast. But um, it was a really impromptu conversation that I had with a client yesterday. And we were just talking about things. And I said, I'm just going to record us talking about this because I feel like it's such a um, taboo topic that we don't really talk about. And it's something that I've definitely found a different like understanding and appreciation for, um, especially when it comes to talking about suicide and suicidal thoughts. Um, you know, you don't, if you haven't been there and you haven't been through that, it can be really hard to like understand somebody else who's gone through it or even somebody who has gone through with the act of taking their own life. And you always think like how selfish, like how could that person have done that? But until you're in that situation yourself and you're sitting there and you're writing the letter, like it's, it doesn't seem like it's something that will ever happen to you. And um, for both myself and Jill, um, we both experienced that. Whereas my client Purdy came, um, turned up for training in the middle of us talking and she's never experienced that. And so it was a really awesome conversation and it was just lucky that I'd pressed record <laughs> um, to talk about it. And I wanted to share that with you guys. And especially being the Easter weekend, you're either, you know, one or the other, like surrounded by family or you might be alone and it might be a time where um, dark thoughts creep in. And um, I just want to just encourage anybody who's going through that, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And um, one day, you know, if you can push through and you can reach out and you can um, you know, do the things that some of the things that we talk about in this podcast, if you can do those things, you know, you can like I just I pray and hope that you can look back one day and and also laugh a little bit at yourself. Um, it's not funny and we don't find it funny, but we laugh at like the extremity of how bad we were in that time um, when we were thinking about those things or considering those thoughts and then obviously waking up the next day to go, wow, what was going on in my brain last night? So um, yeah, I hope that you um, get something out of this. I am going to link um, the contact numbers for Lifeline, um, for um, Beyond Blue as well in in the description of this podcast. But um, what we do talk about is that it's not always what you want to do in that moment. So uh, we talk more about like how we can have an action plan and what that looks like. So please do, um, yeah, reach out if you need and um, yeah, whatever you can do, just do it. Even if it's a two word text message to somebody, um, please don't, don't go through it alone. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy enough to say when you're like in a good space, like when you're feeling good and not feeling those feelings and you haven't got those external things that like impacting your day to day life, like, Mm. Oh shit. What the fuck is going on here? It's having the time of its life. It really is having a time, Jill. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Um, so, yeah. But like, you don't even have to be in a good headspace because I know when I was like super suicidal, the next day, like, I would normally like get super suicidal at night time. The next yeah, morning, I'll be like, fine. What the fuck oh, was I that? Know, I know. That's the same. Like, I'd still be depressed. Yeah. But I, was like, but I was like, what? Like, I'm okay. That like, was stupid. But it's not stupid. I think this is the thing where we don't, especially, well, okay, let me ask you. So when you were feeling like that, were you lonely? Oh yeah, that's like the whole thing of mine. Yeah, Yeah. that's the same for me. So it's like loneliness. And that's why last night for me, it was like, I'm lonely. I want answers. I'm feeling sad. I was like, the person that I want the answers from is probably not even gonna give them to me. So Mm. I've messaged my friend and I was like, the first thing I said was, I, like even my one friend she's like got a cold at the moment yeah. she's like um i said i know you're sick and i'm sorry i was like but i just i'm gonna if i don't message you i'm gonna oh it's because i took the thing out <laughs> <laughs> I, and i said if i don't message you i'm gonna message them and i don't want to message them so um i'm messaging you she was like the first like the first thing she said was i'm so glad you messaged me and like not oh. like Oh, what? Like, you're sick. Like, I'm sick. Like, how dare you need me when I'm sick and you know that, you know, it wasn't like that. She was like, I'm so glad you messaged me. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. So instant, like, cool, validation. Like, I've done something that was better than the thing that I was Plenty. telling myself that I, that I should do. Mm. And then um, she just, like, talked me through it. And we just talked through it. And then I was like, 
yeah and then i started to feel I, like i literally in the moment of like talking to her i started to feel better and I, she was like are you feeling better i was like yeah then i made myself some food and then she even said like you know because she was like are you eating are you drinking like water and i was like mm. um, and i just said you know this is what i am and am not doing <laughs> <laughs> and then um she said okay well i'll come over on the weekend and i'll help you do some meal prep yeah um so then at least you've got some meals for the week and stuff yeah, I feel like food plays such a big oh, role yeah, in it. It's got a lump of cream in there. Oh, yum. Oh. Creamy. I love that. With coffee, <laughs> when you get like a put, put a coffee, uh, cream in your coffee. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, say, say what you were saying. Oh, yeah, I feel like food plays such an important role when you're depressed. Yeah. Because once again, when I was depressed, I wasn't eating. No, I didn't eat, so I've actually been really bad because I was like, I had no, I had no appetite. So I had the marina put in and then I had no appetite at all. Mm. Uh, and I was like, is it because I'm feeling anxious or is it because of the, mar of the marina? And yeah, and I think because I wasn't eating, I've not really been like looking after myself as such, um, but like drinking enough water and mm. you know, eating good food. And I was literally eating like one thing a day just because I'm like, I know I need to actually eat something. But then I'd also go home and drink five beers yeah you know which is not not the best no <laughs> and so like it was almost like i'm just getting calories from beers <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something it's, like, it's not the solution no, but it's something it's something but at the same time i'm like but i recognize all of those things i know those things but it's like it's so hard in the moment to like go okay um i'm not doing all these things and that's why i'm feeling depressed because you don't mm. put the depression or the feeling of suicide down to food and water food and water yeah like and like know. it's such basic advice that like psychologists give all the time you're oh, like what the fuck i'm paying money for this why yeah, would exactly. you tell me this yeah go to the psychologist and they're like well just drink more water and you're like um excuse me <laughs> but then you remember oh i actually haven't drank water but for then, three days yeah <laughs> but then when you actually do do it and you do drink the water and you do eat the food and you do those things that actually like nourish you and take the help you to take care of yourself then mm. you do feel better and you're like oh i actually feel better but this can be a bad thing too is that when you start to feel better then you're like oh, i feel better now and the moment you go back down you're like yeah i'm fucked yeah, yeah yeah so it can be a really vicious cycle which is why i think like one of the best things that i got um given advice on with the council that i'm talking to now mm. she said oh that's nice um, she said that I need to have a plan. So she was like, you've got to have a plan for when these things happen. Mm. And then even last week, so I had a bit of a meltdown on Friday last week. And um, my ex-husband, George, he came, uh, came and like just sat with me and worked through it with me and like talked me through a lot of things. And like he knows me better than anybody really. Like he's, you know, I've known, been you know I was with him for a long time and I've yeah. known him for 10 years and um yeah I he said to me the next day you need to have a plan for when that happens again like you have to have a plan like what's your plan going to be like you need to talk to your sister and you know make sure that like if it if it's this kind of crisis then okay we call an ambulance if it's this crisis then so-and-so comes over and if it's this crisis and it's like actually sometimes I think the hardest thing is to actually ask people to be those people for you because I'm like when Eliza yeah. said to me do you want me to come over and meal prep like would that be helpful and I'm like honestly meal prepping the whole meal prepping thing would probably be great and lovely and no bender <laughs> <laughs> um but I've I said like in my head I was like but I'm probably not going to eat the meals yeah but what I would like is just someone like if I know every Wednesday Someone's so and so is coming around to hang out and we're just like i just like having that kind of consistency and pattern um and, ha and having someone there regardless of it's like with counseling regardless of whether you need like you'll have a counseling session and that week you might feel like i don't need to talk to somebody mm. but I, I had that with my counselor one week and she called me and i forgot that we were actually meant to have a call and after the conversation with her, I was like, fuck, I was waddling up heaps of stuff. Like, yeah, you and don't I, notice. No, you don't notice. So you think like, oh, no, I don't need that. I don't need that this week. But then, yeah, you know, even if you get something really little out of it or it just like helps you to know that, you know, you've got a friend or someone that you've you got somebody that you can. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you don't like have 
an immediate problem that's happened mm. within the week that you want to talk about, you can still go through like past patterns and behaviors that's right. with them. Yeah, and which look, I and find useful. Yes, yeah. and good counselors too will like not let you just say, "Oh, like I'm fine today." <laughs> they won't just be like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll catch you next time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah masking yeah it's masking fine. it's fine and then, like a good counselor will be like this girl is really good at pretending to be okay like yeah hard. exactly yeah. and it would be like okay well you might be fine today but like if you're not fine tomorrow what are you gonna do like what's your action plan mm. so like for me last night the action plan was um the action plan last night was for me to um, message my friend instead of so this is actually one of my actions mm. is when you're feeling down instead of messaging um the person that obviously like that you want to message you you message a friend or you you kind of like reach out in a, in a different direction but you're still reaching out to someone but so you're it's just taking part of like so it's still taking part of that feeling away of that urge to be like I want answers, like, <laughs> I'm, fuck you, like, blah, 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 you know, and I just go, okay, so I really want to message this person, I'm messaging you instead, and then they're like, okay, sweet, what are we doing, here's our, that's the start, that's the start of your action plan, like, yeah. you, and, like, even just to take that step, to take that step instead of the step that you would have taken in the past is so empowering, Yeah. because I was like, oh, my God, I just stepped into my action plan, which actually means that I want to be better and I want to you're stepping away from harm I'm stepping away from harm and yeah. stepping back into like a safe space and not like reaching out for something that's hurt me I'm reaching out for something that I know will be better and like good for me in the long run mm. and then like you said I woke up this morning and I was like what the fuck was that all about <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I reckon like at the end of the day too I don't know what you think about it but I reckon mm. at the end of the day you know a lot of time you're tired your, yeah. your your energy levels are low. Um, and, and you've had the whole day to be, like, kind of just maybe ruminating about it a little bit. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're just by yourself. Yeah. It all just is at the forefront. Yeah. 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 That's what I found. Yeah. Because, like, I never got, like, super suicidal in the morning. Like, I cried. No. I cried yeah. and I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Life is shit. Yeah. But I wasn't like, all right, I want to drive off a cliff and kill myself. No, no. Yeah. Whereas at night time, it's like I literally want to, like, forage for, like, I'll just take all the pills in the house and, like, you know. Or you do start to think about the... What ha- things how are can, accessible. How can I do it? What's accessible to me? How could I do it? What's going to be the least painful way to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so but bad, I- isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like, what's the least painful? Yeah. <laughs> I, should have, I know we laugh. Like, I'm not laughing at suicide, guys. I'm actually, like, we're talking from two people who have been suicidal. We're not talking about it. We're talking about it from an aspect of coming out of that side and going, you know, if I didn't have my friends, if I didn't mm. have... Because I wouldn't have called Lifeline. No, I know they always, they always like, contact Lifeline. Lifeline. I'm like, that's the last thing. I wasn't like, oh, let me just Google. I'm not calling a number I don't no, that know I don't know. to a person which that is, I don't which know. Which is, like, where can we find a, a gap between that? Because that's what I was thinking the other day, too, is mm. I was like, what's the gap between someone who is that suicidal? Because my thoughts were not to call Lifeline. No. My message to my sister was, I'm not coping. That's mm. all I could get out at that time. Mm. Like, I couldn't even get out of my head let alone have a conversation. The message I sent to her was, I'm not coping. That's mm. all I could get out at that time. Yeah. Calling a number I don't know to speak to a person I don't know about my crazy, like... Like you feel absolutely you insane. Feel ins- well, you feel... I, I, the thing that I feel is absolute numbness. Like I'm absolutely numb. I'm like, what am I doing here? If, so, if somebody can't even care enough to send me a message and say, I'm sorry, or anything like like if that if a person can't even care about me then why on earth do I care about myself Mm. why should I care about myself like clearly no one cares about me um I'm trash like the the thoughts you go into like you're just like I'm trash like I'm just you go into nothing I'm nothing I'm numb like I just get numb like I get really really numb and it's mm. almost like you get into the stairs. Do you get, you get the stairs? Like, like the, you just yeah, get the stairs. And you're just like... 
you feel like there's nothing behind your eyes. Like you're just like, oh yeah, this is just horrible. Like there's kind it, of like an out of body. It's really out of body. Yeah. yeah, it is like an out of body experience. It's weird. Yeah, like there's almost times where I've had those feelings where I'm like, should I just go to the other extreme and just become like a real evil person and just like start <laughs> your like, origin story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm just like I just become like a real evil person and start like treating people the same way that like I've been treated, and then I like think yeah. Like, I'll just be evil in me. I'll just go start, like, <laughs> join a cult or something. At least no, then, like... join, but, lead. Lead the cult. But then, you know, it's because you're, like, you're in pain. So you're like, well, I'll just surround myself with other people who are in pain and then at least my pain won't feel so bad mm. because everybody else is in pain. But that's not, that's not how you get out of those... No, that's just how pain. you stay. That's how you stay in... And I feel like the numbness you feel is in response to just, like, the absolute emotional aspect of it overwhelming you Mm -hmm. so you like your body kind of defends yourself by going no yeah we're not feeling anything absolutely absolutely it's a brain it's a protective mechanism of the brain like the brain actually like will shut down so that that's one of the other things too because the brain will actually shut down when you're going through that because it is protecting you so it's actually Mm. saying like you know it's so much pain right now that like let's just hey. excuse Aww. me hello hello, hello. All right, hang on I'll get it for you I can't but believe you take this away from him don't put it under the couch again though oh I can't oh I can't reach it you're gonna have to just hang on a minute <laughs> um, yeah so yeah, yeah. they've they done studies on that too it's like the amygdala I think yeah it's the part of the brain that actually protects you from pain but also shuts off your response system too yeah so like your response is like for me that message to my sister was like i'm not coping that's all i could get out like that was all i could get out like ask me what i was feeling or what was going on for me i probably couldn't tell you anything i was just like "Mm, i don't want to be here anymore and i'm not coping but then like you know i turn up to work on monday and deal with my client i'm like i am coping yeah like i'm coping in other ways but when I'm alone, it feels with such my like thoughts. a bizarre contrast. So fucking weird. Yeah. And I don't know. It takes a while to be able to like reconcile that they're both you and you're both like yeah. both parts of valid and you're dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. think that's a huge thing. Hey, I think a lot of it is like um I think a, a huge part of it is like the not wanting to be that person, not wanting to be that person, wanting to be the person who shows up and is happy and funny and happy-go-lucky and cruising. But you are. But you are both people, both people exist simultaneously to the point Mm. where like one person is there and that part of yourself is actually depressed. So rather than like masking it, yeah, you've got to find what's your plan? Like Mm. what's your action plan when you're in those moments, when you feel like, you know, you've been, rejected or whatever outcast or all those things because we're just it's all the stories that we tell ourselves I suppose as well yeah I mean when I was doing a lot of like my psychology for psychology um sessions the main thing is I always believed my emotions were truth and she had to work really hard to be like your emotions aren't actually representative of true reality that's a feeling isn't it they say feelings are not always they feel like they feel like the truth but they're not the truth they're absolutely not the truth so what that's like grounding bringing you back to like grounding exercises hey and like opposing your own thoughts catching them and being like wait a minute is this real or is this just how i perceive and feel the situation yeah far yeah. It's pretty hectic, eh? It is. Yeah. Our brains are weird things. Our brains are pretty wild. Is that, who's that just coming out? Oh, <laughs> I thought it might be Purdy. Is this someone? Hello. Hello. But yeah, also acceptance-based therapy. Accept- oh my God, acceptance. Like acceptance is, Whoa, yeah. Strong stuff. You don't, you Yeah. Going back to like being able to reconcile like that you who can like cope and laugh and show up. Yeah. versus like the suicidal you being able to accept both of those sides yeah actually makes it much easier to move on and get better definitely but some people acceptance like, has been such a huge thing for me because 
for a long time I was like I did the wrong I blame myself so much and then in mm. the end I was even like I got to a point where I was like well are you gonna accept that or what like because even like even if you want to blame yourself accept that you were wrong <laughs> like yeah. do you know what I mean as well like <laughs> I was like, accept that maybe you did do wrong thing, the wrong thing sometimes and accept we're that. We're not always right. We're not, we're not always, always the hero no, in our own stories. No. And so when mm. you're blaming yourself, it's like, okay, well, I'm blaming myself. What am I going to do about that? Like, am I going to change that? Am I just going to sit here and dwell on the fact that I, I like didn't do all the right things or, but then mm. acceptance more for me became I'm a human being. Yeah. And at my acceptance point was I'm a human being. I make mistakes. We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But I don't think that there's anything that somebody can do so badly to deserve being treated like they might as well not exist. Yeah. That's my thing. Because when somebody gets treated like they might as well not exist, that's what makes you feel like you might as well not exist. Because you're like, if someone can just throw me away so easily... Oh, my God, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody can throw me away so easily... What what is what good am I here? Like, and you start you take away from all the good things that you're doing externally, or the people that you, the people that love you. Like that was a big thing when George came over on Friday night. Mm. I was like, this guy could like literally hate me if he wanted to, you know? Like yeah. he could just hate me. Like I ended our marriage. Um, I broke his heart. Like, but we went through that together. Mm. And we worked through that together. Um, and he could literally hate me. Like, he could hate my fucking guts. Yeah. But he showed up in the midst of me having, a, like, a crisis, a really, like, in a really dark space, mm. and just sat with me and just talked and just reminded me. And it, it was a real eye-opener, actually. I think that was, like, a real turning point for me because it was like, oh, my God, like, this guy who could not love me and not care about me at all it's still here it's still here Mm. so like it reminded me that like i am worth something care and i'm worth yeah like i'm I'm, i do belong and i i do have a place you know yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah it's just finding evidence to like (laughs) what is he doing (laughs) his balls underneath the bed Funny. Oh my god, what a You are fool. so funny. Who's here, Binda? Is that Purge Yep. Yeah, so yeah. But that was yes, that was really good. But again, coming back to that acceptance. It was mm. like acceptance that I'm not always gonna love myself the best. I am a human being. I am gonna make mistakes. But that mm. I also but that I also am still loved even regardless of all those things Mm -hmm. like regardless of like how many shitty mistakes I've made (laughs) how much I've like probably made bad decisions done the wrong thing in my life hello Birdie oh don't stress you're all good oh was there it's a Easter weekend all the road works that they're doing yeah Yeah. and all the COVID testing lanes Oh, two sections. Yeah, I live on that road. And, and Easter weekend too. I know, he's trying to get his ball out. from. <laughs> a, he's so funny, isn't he? Oh, Bender, Bender you're so you. cute. Mate, all you got to do is get off of the bed and then get it out. Bender, get off the bed, mate. Come on, off the bed. Come on. Come here, come here. Look, under, look underneath. It's underneath your duffer. <laughs> <laughs> If he tries hard enough. If I try hard enough, I might get a, I'll, make, I'll make a hole in here and I can get it. Look at his face. Oh, he looks so upset. He's so sad. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> You're so cute. Um, Jill and I were just having a conversation. We're actually recording at the moment. Um, no, you're fine. We're doing like a full like just uh, ad hoc, what's it, off the cuff kind of. Yeah, yeah. completely off the cuff. Completely off the cuff. I, we were just talking about stuff and I said, yeah, I'm going to just start recording us because this is actually so interesting. We were just talking about times of like feeling suicidal and how when you're in that moment of being suicidal, that you, like your brain is not like thinking about like calling lifeline, you know, mm. like that's the last thing you're thinking about doing. Like mm. I was just saying that, you know, when I've been in bad space and Jill's been there and we've got a friend who's just in a really bad way at the moment and it was like how can we be more present and like help her but also like 
give her room too, you know? And then it's like, so it's sort of like, that's, anyway, that's how we started talking about it. And then I was like, I'm going to record this because it's really interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I, when I've been in a bad place, like, I can't really even get words out. So, like, I was in a really bad way over the weekend. And I just, all I said, I, like, I, this is really fucked up. So, I've, mm. rec- I've actually recorded because I was like, I ended up talking it out loud, uh, like, on a recording. But I, like, literally was like, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote my note. I wrote my mm. exit note. I was like, I wrote my, I was like, wrote a note, said, please make sure Bender's taken care of. And I was like, I know, I was fucked. Anyway, it was really bad. And it's like, you'd look at me today and be like, what? Like, what do you mean? You were like, literally preparing to like, just be gone. Mm. And then I, all I could get out was I messaged my sister and I just said, I'm not coping. It's all I could get out. And then she was like, what do you need? Do you need an ambulance? And then I was like, no, don't call an ambulance. And she's like, um, she goes, I'm, go- I'm, I'm like, you're going to have to get admitted or something. She was like, can you admit me to like Grace Miller? Like I laugh about it, but she was like so worried because she was like, you know, do you need like psychiatric care? And I was like, and I was like, like, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh because that's like, it's genuine. Like she was so concerned. She was like, do you need admission to somewhere? Do you need an ambulance? And I was like, no, I said I can't. I can't get admitted anywhere because I have work tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, that's what I mean. So it's priorities. like priorities. Yeah, like my priorities are still like I'm like literally ready to like not like. I can't like, have my clients down. I can't have my clients down. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, but but the thing, the difference was, is that I was like, I would rather have like not made it to work because I was not here anymore. Then like not made it to work and be like, hey guys, I'm sorry, I'm in the Grace McKellar Center and I can't make it because I'm a fucking psycho. Uh, um, so it was weird, like it was a yeah. weird like pride thing yeah. as well because I'm like I don't have to deal the with it if I'm. You're my fucking yeah. pro, and I was like, that's so whack when you're how that fucking whack? How whack though is it though? Oh, because yeah. I was like, no, don't call an ambulance. I've got work in the morning. <laughs> That reminds me, like, one time I drove, like, four hours. I googled what's the highest, like, seaside cliff. Drove four hours at night. Decided to turn back, like, just as I got there. Drove back and then rocked up to work at 10 o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what's up, guys? Yeah, I know. And, like, no one I wasn't have... about to jump off a cliff. No one would have Pinky any idea. promise. That's the thing. I'm telling I'm telling yeah. you, it is like when you like. Shouldn't say that's crazy. No, but no, no, actually, but like, it's actually like it is. Cra- it is crazy, and you know what? That's the thing. Like when you haven't, and that's what I was saying. When you haven't mm. been in that space, because I've never, I've been like, I've had depression, anxiety, like on, like up and down, like throughout my life, um, but never really been in that place of like. Actually, no, I lie. I have. I, I did attempt suicide when I was eighteen, and yeah, like that that was pretty scary and then I never I never did anything like that again after that but then this time around it was like I just was like I just it's more like you want to escape like you just want to escape the feeling you want to escape the pain it's the pain it's the pain for me it was it's the pain you're like I just want to escape I just want to stop I just want to stop feeling like this but then it's like okay well what can we do if we're gonna not go down that road what are we gonna do and like having a plan having an action plan so I was saying my action plan so last night I got really down and then instead of like what I would normally do, which is like my comfort road, like in my brain, like my A to B, just go straight to that source. I was like, mm. no, let's put the plan into action, message a friend and say, this is what I want to do, but this is what I'm doing instead. And it's like really empowering because it's like you can, you go, oh, I actually just took a step into my action plan. You're so funny, mate. <laughs> but but yeah. that um, driving out, I've done, I did that mm. one time. One time, <laughs> I laugh now, but it's not even funny. Like I went out to, I went out to Bells to Winky Pop Beach. It's like my favorite beach. I went out to Winky Pop Beach, and um, and I like sat there. I was just so devastated. I was just crying in the car and whatever. Anyway, I fell asleep. It was like four in the morning, and I like fell asleep in the car. And then I woke up and all these people were, like, around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? And it was the Bellas Beach Surf Pro Comp oh on that weekend. So I've, like, gone out there literally, like, manic episode. <laughs> and then woken up and all these, like, people there. And they were there to watch the sunrise mm. before the comp. And so I got to watch this, like, most epic fucking sunrise. It was so beautiful. And I was like, all right, I'm best 
you know, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, but it's so weird. Like you're just like, it's what am I going to really, do? It's really, really messed weird. up. The brain plays so many tricks on you when you're in that state. But then also, um, I think, um, like even with that, I was like, oh, it spells surfer comp. Like I've been so caught up in my like shitty headspace that I forgot that the comp was even on. It's like mm. one of my favorite comps to go and watch. Yeah. It's the Bell Surf Pro. And it's not on this time. It's not even on. I had no, no, it's so sad. They've stopped it. They're going to stop it. They've fully no, stopped it. No, no, it's only stopped for this year. Just for this year. Yeah, and it's in um, Craigson. It's on, started this morning and it's in Newcastle. Oh. And the waves are that shit that they are, you know, when they bounce to try and get some speed up, they're having to do that because the waves are just... Oh, so bad. Why would you not just have it, like... And make it COVID safe. Because Winky is it was about it wasn't about um, the you know, obviously we can mingle but it was about bringing overseas people in. Oh uh, to here, of yeah. course. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes and sense. I suppose the government didn't want to risk it with what happened with the tennis because they ran the tennis and, and then yeah. an outbreak and five day lockdown and that was that is it yeah to the government so yeah. let's not yeah. do that. I'd prefer oh. not to have I'd that. I'd prefer not to yeah. have another lockdown. Yeah. yeah. If, Craig has to miss out on a bit of surfing. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the way that it is. is. That's true. Uh, it's such a good. It's such a yeah. Exactly. He's lucky enough to go and surf there. It, it's such a good comp though. Like it's so mm. well yeah, done. Yeah. It's so well set up. Like everything's just. So, it it's really done. fun. They could get the people in. Yeah, but you know it'll be good when it mm. happens. When it does eventually come and happens, then it'll be good. Um, because we'll be like, oh my god, like. It'll, it'll, be it'll be so much more like it'll be so much better i say this with like even events and things and um bands and gigs and stuff i'm like like i can't because i prevail still postponed and i don't know when they're going to come because they're oh. american and it was like i've wanted to see them like forever and i was like but when they do come it's gonna be so much better because i'm gonna have like People are gonna be pumped yeah it's yeah. gonna be so much better to see them after like having to wait and all mm. that than it, anticipation yeah, anticipation because like knowing that they are still potentially coming is like, oh my God. <laughs> but if you like, you know, if there was nothing, you'd just be like, oh, are they ever going to come to Australia? But now yeah. it's like, okay, who knows? Could be two years, but at least like. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> By the time they get here, I'll be fucking stinging. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Joel. Thank you, Purdy. <laughs> Purdy, I'm interested to know though, you've, you said you've never um, felt that before. That's like, see, I actually get down. Mentally well-adjusted. Legit. You've got a jackpot either. The only thing that I can put it down to is I joined the army at 17 and that was a massive mental challenge. Yeah. They like to break you down in there, don't they? They do. They break you down to you are shit under their feet. Yeah. And they bring you back up again. And I've always said I think that it should be compulsory to an extent for every young person to do to it to do it because it honestly molded me to the person i am today and mm. i can't thank them enough because yeah. i'm so mentally strong. strong i could deal with anything that's fucking crazy maybe that's why um my ex is just so like doesn't think about anything doesn't deal it doesn't nothing phases him men don't deal with it as well my brother did the same and he struggled yeah. The way the army treated him, and he yeah. came back and took it out on me, and almost broke my arm. Fuck! Oh, what? When he was seventeen as well, joined at seventeen. Yeah. He only did two weeks recruit training. I did seven. Shit. And yeah, for me, it could be just the person I am. I don't know, but it definitely. See, I reckon though, I like think it's at, personality dependent. I would, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. I would say too that at seventeen, you haven't really had a lot yet. You know, like you haven't. Yeah. Not not saying that you hadn't have had a lot, but like no, you you're still early experience. years. There's not as much life experience. No. But then it's like when it comes to if I was to do it now, I'd probably be a wreck. Mm. I don't think resilient. I don't think it would necessarily help me with resilience. It would yeah. probably make me worse. Maybe I don't know. I can't yeah. say for sure. But only because like I'm much more of a softy now. Like if someone was yelling at me, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Probably what would be better if we teach kids how to handle their emotions. Because that's something yes. that you don't learn. You don't. Yeah. That, that's something that you have to stumble upon. Yeah. All yeah. You just and if you're lucky depressed. to have parents that, that can teach it to you. Yeah. And, you know, teach yeah. you how to deal with stuff emotionally. That yeah. Helps. But parents yeah. are a real gamble. That's I, right. 
don't know anyone who has had good parents. Me? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, I had an awesome upbringing. I don't think, I never saw my parents fight. Or I, uh, it was, yeah, I suppose to the extent I wasn't very streetwise. Mm. And then experience, life experience came with a ship partner. Yeah. He taught me about the shit side of having a really bad upbringing and how drugs and alcohol can affect you and mm. make you into a person that isn't good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know mm. if yeah. to say that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he um, he was an asshole. He yeah, used to take it out, his frustrations out on me. Yeah, mentally and physically. Yeah, and that definitely molded me into. I don't like to ever look at a glass half empty. No. I like to look at it half full. And I look at, even though you know people say to me, oh, you know, do you do you ever regret being with him? I don't regret being with no. him because I learned from Taught it you and so I'm much. a better person because of it. Mm. And I'll notice those signs in my kids if they have relationships mm. that are bad, and mm. it won't be like my parents that have never experienced anyone but each other. Yeah. yeah. They never experienced abuse like that. And yeah. they, they did, had no idea what was going on and I didn't tell them because I was ashamed of it. Yeah, and that's a huge thing as well when it comes yeah. to stuff like that is shame. Yeah. And I think when it comes back to what we were talking about before, like it's the shame because you're like, how have I, what's happening? Like you know that it's like, this is not good for me and like this, and I'm not being healthy or kind to myself but it's like you're so ashamed or embarrassed to like speak out about it because you're like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's too much to kind of unravel and why are you letting it happen and why are you still there and why are you staying in it if it's not good for you and, yeah. you know. That happens a lot. A lot. Yeah. Judge because yeah. I've never been through it. No. I understand the mental trauma. Side of it, no. A shit relationship and how, you know, that person can affect you and make you feel like you're mm -hmm. not worthy of anybody else yeah I mean, he used to tell me just about every day you know, you're never you're fat you're ugly you're a whore you're a slut you're yeah. this you're that i knew it wasn't all those things but you start believing it when they tell you every day mm. that they're doing you a favor by being with you and everybody mm. says it. everyone tells me that i'm better than you and you're not worthy of me and all those things. And you, you do start to believe it and then i remember when we did split up and i thought I'm never going to find another partner. Mm. No one's ever going to love, love me. me. Yeah. I'm going to be single forever. Um, you know, I'm, I am fat. I am ugly. I'm damaged I'm, goods. It's like, yeah, yeah you yeah. feel damaged. You feel yeah. really damaged, don't you? Like, yeah. internally, you feel like the damage is so... Like, you just feel damaged. Like... And you feel like people can see it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. you do. And that's Oh, it's so it. true. That's yeah. so true. And, I'm lucky because I'm a confident person and I'm confident in social situations, but mm. somebody who's not mm. could potentially be single forever because yeah. they're just yeah. recluse to themselves yeah. and say, oh, I'm not going to bother getting dressed up, I'm not going to go out, I'm mm. not going to put myself out there because mm. I don't want to be rejected again. Of course, but, yeah, and I don't want to be hurt again because yeah. the pain is so much. That's that damn, like, the pain is so much, you don't want to feel that pain yeah. again too, so you, like, protect yourself from, like, for what if this person's going to cause me the same pain like I and your body remembers that so it's like I don't yeah. want to go through that again yeah like I don't want to go through that shock the body remembers even if the mind forgets yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. but then you've met Craig and then I met Craig yep <laughs> <laughs> and we good old Craig I, that's the other thing I look at I don't regret my past relationship because he was in a relationship as well and I never would have met him if all of the cheese holes didn't align and you know, <laughs> like, we yeah. had the best relationship and it was only just the other day I was talking to my friend who's been with her husband the same amount of time Craig and I have been together yeah. she said oh we just don't have anything left there's just no spark I've lost yeah. that we had our kids co-sleeping with us and for the last eight years we barely ever have sex and it's just you know boring and I'm like Wow, that's like that's the opposite. Yeah, and yours is ten. You're ten years now, aren't you? Uh, 12, twelve years. years. Twelve years together. Eight years married. And you're still like just best still friends. Best friends. We banter. We never fight. We yeah. we pick on each other like we're brother and sister. But we, yeah. But we still have that that chemistry that chemistry and, and connection. connection. We, mm. we still. That's amazing. You know, that's so you good. Walk past me in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, grab my ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. Have, we, we yeah. still look at each other and think 
Wow, you're hot. I yeah. just love you so much. I know, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying, you're like, yeah. I just look at you, I'm like, man, you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, it's funny too, because um, I was, do you think maybe with that, um, so we, I was saying earlier about um, when you actually have a bit more of a friendship before, because you and Craig met at the um, driving trains. Yeah. And so you had like a bit more of a, like, knew each other, like saw each other and spent so a bit more time. Yeah, we we didn't really know each other other than just to say hi and hi and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd like spent time in the same kind of like situations yeah, and yeah, yeah like yeah. seeing each other. It wasn't just like I met this guy off Tinder and jumped oh, straight no, into no, a relationship. Wasn't even, it wasn't even a thing, exactly. So it's not like you just jumped because I was saying that to Jill because Jill's um, partner now, they. You're in the same friendship group, weren't same you? Same friendship group, yeah. yeah he's and an then, organic boy. Yeah, like he's an organic boy, same <laughs> friendship group. So he knew more about her, knows like her quips and quirks and little yeah. things like that, you know? Yeah. Like see, seeing her with other people socially. And yeah. I, I think sometimes like that's more when you actually... And not only that, you like have the friendship group saying that like they're vetted, like this person's all right. Yeah, because they they're, they're giving you the seal, the seal of approval too. Yeah, yeah. versus like... Just a guy. Not to say that Tinder's bad. No, like, I know. There's people been, have been married off Tinder. Like, but... I mean, like Mel and Shane met on Tinder, but even then, they met on Tinder like four, three, three years ago. But even now, I think it's way different to what it was back then. Like, you know, it's yeah. a bit different. But well, I, I still don't. I don't think that it's that it's not a good thing to meet people. But I do think the organic side of meeting somebody is really good i think it helps relationships like, yeah. just build real life yeah. relationship yeah. the age brackets are different as well when you're talking 19 20 year olds they're just really out for one thing yeah <laughs> a 30 year old is going well i'm looking for something more of a partner and yeah so yeah mm. they go to tinder because there's so many options yeah but they find the connection more i've noticed with our older friends that have met on tinder and become you know basically got married and yeah yeah and kids and everything yeah. they're all in that older age bracket a bit more emotionally yeah. mature Definitely. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. not young but our au pair she's only 26 and mm. she's yeah, flicking through the tinders <laughs> as fast as you can. Yeah, <laughs> well, so you yeah. A new one. <laughs> I have a friend who's like my age, and she met her partner on Tinder, and they're engaged now. Yeah, yeah. So is Mel and Shane. Yeah. But like, I just feel like Tinder rushes. Yeah, it rushes through the stages. I would you're say. Obviously, on yeah. A reason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, meeting somebody the old-fashioned way is the best. Mm. The feeling of that nervousness. Mm. When you're clicking, you're just looking at a one a photo that they've put a filter over. Yeah, is yeah. their best angle. Yeah. When you meet someone in person, you, you see, see their all of their things. You see yeah. their, their quirks, their cheeky smiles, their mm. you know, their the personality comes out in them, mm. and it's so different mm. to meet someone like back in my day. You'd have to hand over your number on a napkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know. If they called you, well. Yeah, <laughs> that, was that was a good thing. And it's interesting because, like, even I think when I look at, like, I hope she doesn't mind me, like, saying it, but when I look at Mel and Shane, because, like, even with them, like, they had got to a point where they were, like, ready it was like if if this doesn't if this if this doesn't if there's no connection here i'm done with like dating they're pretty much like at a point it was like I, like i'm done this is a lot it was a last kind of thing and i remember mel even like you know she'll say about how with them she wasn't even sure about going on the on a date because she was like i don't know like, it's, it's so not, easy to be not my normal type date. and you know whatever and like you look at them now and you're like how i said to her i was like imagine if you can just never go on a date with shano like that would have just been the saddest ending because <laughs> like you look at them now and it's like, it's like yes like having that opportunity but i think also where you are at in your head because they were both like if there's nothing here I'm taking a break from like even dating or looking because they yeah. kind of ha both had like just not great dating experiences, I think. Oh, yeah. So it's a different <laughs> mindset going in. But yeah, definitely real life. I think, you know, even if you like someone in the gym, like, and it's like someone sees you in the gym and they're like, oh my God, that girl's like a bit cute or whatever. And oh, she like, you know, like they, they can see things about you and it's like they can already form like more of an opinion rather than when you're going on a Tinder date. You're like almost going in trying to put all of your best foot forward and it's like you almost end up being a little bit not yourself or a bit fake and i like that's mm. my personal experience is that you're like trying to be the you know the fun 
happy-go-lucky person. The cool, the cool girl. Everyone wants to be the cool girl. And it's like, I remember once I put a post up, I was like, I'm not a cool girl. Like, I was just like, I'm not a cool girl. Like, I'm like, I, like I am. But I'm like, I'm... You're like, cool in your own way, not in the way yeah, that, Yeah, like... but I'm not like, I'm not always going to be like, just, I don't know. I'm not always going to be on form, you know? Mm. Sometimes I'm going to be not great. Like, yeah. yeah, and have a shit time. But... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just interesting. Dating is really interesting. I'd love people to chime in on this actually and give me like comments and feedback and I'd love to hear about it because I think um, dating experiences, by the way, my next client has messaged me and said that she's not coming. That's why I'm still talking. (laughs) I'm not just like, fuck it, Petty's just going to train for half an hour today. Um, So yeah, I think it's like, um, this is how it goes, guys. This is, I'm, I'm still talking to my fans, <laughs> my fans, my haters. I'm still talking to my haters. <laughs> um, this is how my life is with my clients. We have some of the coolest conversations. It's really good. This is why even like with the podcast, because it was like having these conversations and just hearing other people's thoughts and opinions has like always been so fascinating to me. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear like everyone, you know, if you're listening to this, like chime in, comment, um, send me a message and tell me what your dating experiences have been like and um, what you've found has worked and not worked. And yeah, I'd love to like hear about that. But for the time being, thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thank you, Purdy. No <laughs> uh, I'm going to train Purdy now and um, do what I'm actually here to get paid for. (laughs) Um, But thank you, ladies. I'm going to actually edit this and put it up later today, I reckon, because I think it's really prominent. It's a a real, like, thing that's going on right now, and especially with people who've been in isolation, coming out of isolation, people even in the UK are still in isolation. There's people that are, yeah, like, really struggling more and more and more with their mental health. And, like, if you've never gone through it before and then suddenly you're struggling and dealing with it, it's like, what the fucking shit is going on here? I don't know who to call. I don't know where to turn to. I don't know what what is even... What's a grounding exercise? Mm. What's an action plan? Like, some people don't even know this stuff. So it's, like, being able to put that out there and, like, yeah, give more things that you can, you know, if you hear the word and then you can go, oh, I'm going to look into what a grounding exercise is and be able to, like, start implementing that into your life when you start feeling those dark moments creeping up on you. Mm. But I mostly recommend get a, get a therapist. Get a good <laughs> therapist. Get a good therapist. Isn't that what this is? This uh, is... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, well, it's funny though because, like, I was talking... So I had an interview with the Strong Woman Web Series yesterday and I was talking... They, they've asked a lot about my life and, like, um, yeah, having, like, abusive... Like, having... A, growing up in trauma, like, having abusive relationships so funny this dog i swear having abusive relationships why like why do i go there why do i choose it why do i stay so long and then i go from unhealthy to healthy relationship then i get bored then i start looking for the adrenaline again mm-hmm. it's like and i know all these things and i can say it all out loud but then actually putting the plan together like when i after i finished talking yesterday i got home and i was like fucking cooked i was so tired and i was like oh my god and it was like draining to talk about it Mm. it all makes sense and it makes sense when you talk about it but then when you're actually faced with it and it's in front of you what is your plan what are you going to do are you going to choose healthy or are you going to choose to go back to pain or go back to sabotaging or go back to um yeah like the thing that's the most comfortable which for maybe for people like jill and i the comfortable route is the quickest one, which is usually what leads to pain. Yeah. So choosing a different route is hard. Mm. It's, that's all to do with neural pathways. That's what I mean. I'm yeah. talking about, when I talk about roots, I'm talking about your neural pathways. So yeah. your pathway from A to B in your brain is the one that takes you the quickest to the most familiar, which is mm. usually pain for us. Yeah. So changing that neural pathway it's kind of like you're making a whole new line in there. It is. It's strengthening it, yeah. which is what, like, CBT is. Yeah. Yeah. So therapy, mm. get a good therapist, go do some army training. No. <laughs> Um, no, get a good therapist. I've just got in with a really good therapist. She's a trauma-informed therapist. Um, Jill was talking about the acceptance therapy as well. Mm. So get a good therapist. Um, get look a, what they specialise in. Look what they specialise in. Um, and, you know, think about the things that, you know, you want to deal with the most as well. And it's okay to try and try different people. And usually if there's a wait list, it means that that person is really good. But still try and get 
a support lot of in the meantime. Do, a lot of therapists will do like a first 20 minute session just to see how you yeah. do it. And you or even, yeah, even the intake, because often yeah. if you call anywhere like that, like trauma, trauma informed, Jill was the one who got me onto trauma informed. Thank you, Jill. That was one of the best recommendations I could have ever gotten. Um, Trauma-informed therapists, you can go, um, yeah, you can go online, you can have a look. What was the website you gave me? It was CASA. Um, CASA. CASA, CASA, yeah, so, but, but I even um, have had, um, I've had sessions with the intake uh, counsellor there, and she even has just been incredible, and, like, she's not even my, count. I've never met her, I don't know, like, anything, mm. but she's been incredible, and one day I was really, like, when she called me, um, it was post going through something that I'll talk about later on in another podcast. But um, she sat on the phone with me for two hours, yeah. two hours, and didn't charge, like there was no cost, like she didn't charge me. Yeah. But she just literally stayed on the phone with me as long as she felt that I needed to be on the call with her. And I, when I looked back at the call, I was like, we were on the phone for two hours yeah. processing my grief and what I'd just gone through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You assume like every psychologist therapist is like trauma informed, but like they're, they're actually not, which no. is why you need to check no, they're not. what they specialise yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I actually had that situation where the where I had a lady say when I said, "Oh, I'm actually really good today." We're supposed to have an hour session, and I said, "Oh, I'm doing really good today. Like I'm, you know, everything's I'm not really, you know, stressed or whatever." I was just like, have either I was just having a good day, mm. or I was masking. But she goes, oh, okay, well, sounds like you're doing fine. I'll um, let you book in when you feel like you need to talk to me again. And cut it off at half an hour mm. when it was supposed to be an hour session. And I was like, just because someone's having a good day doesn't mean that they don't still need to, work, to do the work. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think that's something that's important as well. But yeah, not every therapist is trauma informed and um, and not every therapist is is gonna be the right fit for you. So it's okay to try different, different people and different therapists. And so I mean I've gone I've had it's heaps. Like a relationship. It's a relationship. I've had heaps. I've had maybe five and I'm only feeling now like I'm getting onto like the right path with where I wanna mm. what I wanna do, the work I wanna do and how I wanna Changed my life with therapy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> good source. We got the source here, guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you um, for listening, and I hope this has been helpful. And look, I'm just going to start doing stuff like this as well, where I'm with a with somebody, just record a conversation, and um, hopefully it it helps and it can help somebody, especially somebody prevalent in this conversation. Is if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts. I can put as many numbers in the bio as possible, but you might in that moment not think I'm going to ring um, any of those numbers. But the simple message just to send somebody and say, I'm not coping, like just get that out there um, and work through it and let you allow yourself to come through that tumultuous feeling. So, um, and then you can see it the next day, like we said, you know, you look at it and you go, what the hell was I thinking? Like, yeah. what was I doing? But we get it. Like in that moment, um, it's all you can feel. Yeah, or not feel. It's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy Easter! Have a lovely <laughs> weekend, all of you. Uh, I'm gonna be going to do some spinning stuff this weekend, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Watch this face. Um, but yeah, have a lovely weekend. Um, happy Easter. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, we'll, yeah, next one. And I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just play this thing by ear now, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, have a good one, uh, and we'll catch you next time.